0: With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: Well, I'm so excited for our next guest. I love having him on the show. Alan Lickman is a history professor at American University. He has correctly predicted the results of every presidential election dating back to 1984. I don't even think you were born, Ryan, then. No, of course uh, not. Alan, <laughs> uh, thanks for being here again. We appreciate it.
0: Certainly. him when I was nine, of course, but that's another story.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. You were a wonderkins. You were obviously brilliant. Um, now, uh, last time you were on, you predicted Biden would win. Is that still the case? Has the race gotten tighter?
0: I absolutely stand by my prediction of a Biden win. And since my prediction is based on my 13 keys to the White House, mm-hmm. I don't pay attention to the polls. Rather, my system looks at the big picture of incumbent strength and performance on the proposition that american presidential elections are primarily votes up or down on how well the white house party has governed the country imagine it's governing not campaigning that counts so forget the polls forget the pundits forget who's up and down on a day-to-day basis that's what led us so badly astray last time when i correctly predicted trump's win which didn't make me very popular in 90 percent. Washington, D.C., yeah. where I teach at American.
1: You know, Democrats are saying that Republicans will regret the Barrett confirmation. When it comes to history, though, do you think Republicans actually will regret that move? Absolutely not.
0: Look, John Adams, the second president of the United States, he served one term. His Federalist Party faded away, but he appointed John Marshall, a very famous name, As Chief Justice of the U.S. Supreme Court. John Marshall served for over 30 years and put the imprint of the disappearing Federalist Party all over the U.S. Constitution. So Supreme Court justices are incredibly important. And perhaps today more than ever, because of the polarization in Washington, Supreme Court has become a policymaking body.
1: Yeah. We're talking to historian Alan Lichtman. Now, as with most elections, swing states are a big focus as we get closer to Election Day. For Biden and the Democrats running for the House of Representatives, uh, turning the longtime red state Texas blue is a dream. But is it closer to reality at this point, And why?
0: I've always thought that Texas may not turn blue, but at least turn purple, although mm-hmm. I didn't know when. And the reason is Texas is now a majority minority state. African-Americans have been voting at very high levels, but Hispanics have not. A lot of Hispanics are newly uh, naturalized citizens, not experienced in politics. And once the coalition of African-Americans and Hispanic expands, that is going to make Texas much more democratic. We may or may not see it this year, but it's coming.
1: Joe Biden is deciding to spend so much of his time in Georgia as one of these kind of battleground states uh, to turn blue. Do you think that is a a place that he should be spending this much time in, especially at the end of the election?
0: Well, the truth is political scientists have studied this. Uh, Visiting states really has no impact one way or or another on how a state is going to vote. But what is remarkable about Georgia you know, which hasn't gone Democratic in decades, Mm -hmm. is that if you believe the polls, and I'm not a polling person, but the polls show Biden is actually ahead in Georgia, and the turnout, which usually favors Democrats, big turnout, has been uh, quite extraordinary. Across the land, there have already been more early votes cast than would be equal to uh, more than 50% of all votes cast Last time. In other
1: words, it's remarkable and it shows where we're at and the historic importance of where we're at. You mentioned that visiting states won't make a difference, but I feel like where Hillary Clinton um, ended up losing uh, any popularity was because she kind of missed a bunch of states or she wasn't visiting those places and it made them feel ignored. That's
0: wonderful after-the-fact wisdom by all those conventional pundits who assured us Hillary Clinton would win (laughs) the presidency. You know, you can take after-the-fact explanations and do with them what the great British philosopher David Hume said you should do to works of superstition. Confine them to the flames after the fact, explanations are absolutely worthless.
1: So can we even use history as a tool to reflect this year since everything is so unprecedented? We can using my keys to
0: the White House. Ah, oh, come on. You better promote number one. <laughs> yes. Yes. There you go. Because they have been correct since 1984. That's nine out of nine. A 40 year record before you guys were born. Get my <laughs> book predicting the next president, the keys to the White House 2020. And retrospectively, when I developed the keys, they Mm -hmm. go all the way back to 1860 when Abe Lincoln was elected, back in the horse and buggy days of politics. So the keys to the White House, what we call a robust system that have endured enormous changes in our country.
1: And isn't Lincoln, Lincoln, uh, you know, stirring in his grave with all the references to him by President Trump right now? Well, thank you again for being here with us. We appreciate your time. That was Alan Lichtman by a history professor at American University who has, again, correctly predicted the results of every presidential election dating back to 1984.